Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to another edition of our Thursday night Parashat Shavuos class. Tonight, Shi'ur is dedicated and sponsored by Mrs. Mila Nasimova and Mrs. Bella Kardashova in memory of Mr. Amram ben Maman Zichronod Ivracha and Mr. and Mrs. Eve Nachmiyaz in memory of his father, Mr. Yitzchak Nachmiyaz Zichronod Ivracha. May the words of Torah that we say this evening bring aliyah to their neshamot, their holy neshamot, and be a protection for all of Klal Yisrael. Amen. I want to begin with an article that was published in the Time magazine in 2014 about uh, two children who passed away after their parents refused to treat them with medicine. A horrific story. A Pennsylvania mother and father who believe in faith healing were sent to jail Wednesday for causing the death of their young sick child by refusing to take him to the doctor. It was a second of Herbert and Catherine Shabel's children to die under their care. Quote, you've killed two of your children. Not God, not your church, not religious devotion, you. Philadelphia judge Lerner told the couple as he sentenced them to between three and a half and seven years behind bars. The Shabels pled no, no contest to third degree murder in their eight month old son Brandon's death last year from pneumonia. The Shables lost a first child in 2009, a two-year-old who died from pneumonia. They were sentenced to 10 years probation for involuntary manslaughter for that death. Part of their probation stated that they must seek medical care if another one of their children became sick. Herbert Shable told police last year that medicine violates their religious beliefs. Quote, we believe in divine healing that Yeshu, Jesus, shed blood for our healing and that he died on the cross to break the devil's power, end quote, he said. The couple belongs to a small community. They have seven surviving children. We are studying Parashat Mishpatim, the parasha of civil laws. In this parasha alone, we have three giant masechtot of Talmud devoted to the laws found in Parashat Mishpatim, mainly Baba Kama, Baba Metzia, Baba Batra, as well as probably others, Makot, Sanhedrin, so on and so forth. The Pasuk tells us, anashim, When men will quarrel, And one will strike his fellow with a stone, Be'even o be'egrof, or a fist. He will not die, but he will fall into bed. He goes into the hospital. Or he is sick. If he gets up and goes outside on his own power, then the one who struck is absolved from anything. Only for his sitting idol shall he pay, for the loss of work. And he shall heal. This is the source here in Parashat Mishpatim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave permission to human physicians, doctors, to treat and heal those who are ill. This is the Gemara and Baba Kama, as I mentioned, Amud Aleph, the words and he shall surely heal from here permission has been given 
to the physician to heal. And Rashi says, we do not say that the Akados Baruch strikes and he heals. Okay, so let's explain what's going on. Had the Torah not given the doctor permission to heal, then we would have said, well, listen, seeing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished this person with an illness, it's inappropriate for a human being to interfere with his decision by healing this person. Who are we? God gave him a punishment. God made him sick. Who are we to step in and heal this person? Tosafot are bothered by this redundant language of Verapo Yerape. Had the Pasuk merely just stated Verapo, it would have been understood that the physician was given permission to heal. So Tosafot say on this Gemara that we might have thought that a physician is only permitted to heal ailments that are inflicted by human hands. Whereas healing sickness or healing ailments that are inflicted from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that appears to contradict God's decree. That's why the Pasuk uses a double Lashon Verapo that even the latter case is permitted. Even when God sends a Mahala, a sickness to a person that is not from human hands, we are allowed to heal. Today, with your permission, I would like to focus on the commentary of Rabbeinu Behayet on this Pasuk. And he explains the difference between healing that comes from a doctor as opposed to heavenly ordained healing from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And here are his very holy words. He writes, Kol refuah bebasar vadam lo metzanuhu bekol ketuvim ki im bedagesh. In all of scripture, when discussing human healing, the pay, the letter pay, is always dotted. There's a dot, there's a dagesh in the letter pay. Aval behakados paruchu matzinu berafe. Whereas, whenever the Torah is discussing the healing of God, a godly healing, the pay is not pronounced pay, it's a fe, it's rafe, it's soft. As it says in the Pasuk, Refaeni Hashem ve'erafe, heal me Hashem and I will be healed. Harofe lishvure lev, he is the healer of the brokenhearted. Ki ani Hashem rofe'echa, for I am Hashem your healer. Why is the healing of Hashem done with a fe and not a pe? The reason is that the healing of a doctor or human healing is done through suffering and bother. For example, the afflicted person needs to endure bitter tasting medicine. Or a needle in the arm. But the healing of God, it's pain free. There is no suffering involved. So it appears that. The whenever we see the God's healing, there's a fe, the letter is berafe, and if it's a human healing, it's a pe, it's done with a dagesh inside. This goes very well with 
uh, a statement by Rav Chaim Vital, also written on this week's parasha. And he also writes that healing that a person receives from God does not involve suffering. And that's why the pay is not dotted. As we find, healing that a person receives from human beings, however, that involves suffering, it involves pain. And that's why the phrase in this week's perasha, both the pays are dotted. They both have a dagesh in the pay. We find a similar idea by the Baal HaTurim in Parashat Beshalach. There, at the end, uh, it, the Pasuk says, Kol ha-machala asher samti b'misraim lo asim alecha ki ani Hashem rofeecha after Kiryat Yamsuf. God says, all the sickness that I place on Mitzrayim lo asim alecha. I'm not going to place on you ki ani Hashem rofeecha for I am Hashem your God. Baal HaTurim writes, rofeecha, uh, I am Hashem your healer, sorry. Rofeecha, your healer. Hafei refuya. The pay is, is soft. Because any healing that comes from Hashem is done comfortably. But healing that comes from man is done with difficulty. That's why is written with a dagesh. So, interesting. Let's begin with a simple explanation to dissect all this. According to the principles of Dikduk, of Hebrew grammar, there are six letters that are sometimes dotted and six letters that are uh, that are not dotted. Uh, six letters that are sometimes dotted or not dotted. Bed, Gimel, Dalid, Kaf, Pei, Taf. Uh, without a dot, it's, it's pronounced softly. With a dot, they're more um, emphatically. So therefore, when healing by means of a human doctor is being discussed, the Torah says, Both pays are dotted, which implies the healing is associated with suffering and discomfort, like we mentioned. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the healer, then the Torah says, Both pays are actually pronounced without a dot, implying that the healing is an act of divine mercy and free of suffering. In fact, there is a very famous letter um, that from Rabbi Shabtai Sofer, who was an expert on grammar. And he had a Sidur that was endorsed by the likes of the Maharsha, the Bach, and other great scholars. And he would write that and stress the importance of paying attention to proper grammar when saying tefillah. It's so important not to interchange the dotted letters with the letters that are not dotted. Because the dot, the dagesh, represents deen, strict judgment. And the milder form of the letter, which is not dotted, represents rahamim, represents mercy. Um, and that's what he writes in the Sidur. We see many times where it's so important to uh, enunciate letters that have a dagesh or not. We know the Pasuk says, Mi chamocha ba'elim Hashem, mi kamocha nedar ba'kodesh. The reason why the second one is a Mika Mocha is because it was a name of an Avodah Zarah with Micha, and therefore we don't want to juxtapose Hashem's name with Micha, so it's important that the second one is Mika Mocha. All right? Another example that we have many, many times is, is making sure to enunciate the Dagesh because otherwise it would change the meaning in the word. For example, the word Yamim could be pronounced Yamim, which means days, 
or it could be pronounced, we see in Parashat Bereshit many times in Parashat Noach, it could be Yamim, a very strong emphasis on the Mem. There, the word Yamim has to, has, is the meaning of water. Yamim, there is the seas. So therefore, if uh, the, the Chazan or the Baal Koreh needs to be expert enough to know the differences, because otherwise, it changed the meanings of the verse. So this kind of explains Rabbeinu Bechaye's explanation nicely. Regarding the human doctor, the Torah says, Verapo yerape, because both uh, and both pays are dotted, because the healing involves din. There's pain, there's suffering involved, and that's why it's dotted. But their healing from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Hashem There are no dots. It's a soft pay indicating that the healing emanates from God's Rahamim, not associated with suffering. To explain the difference between human healing and heavenly healing from God, I'd like to take you to the words of the Zohar Hadash, uh, who has an incredible uh, explanation. Look what he says over here. He says, and this is translating Hebrew. It's originally written in Aramaic. He says, Hashem Heal me, Hashem, and I will be healed. This is a, that was said by Yirmiyahu Anavi. Since Yirmiyahu said, Heal me, why did he add, and I will be healed? Since he said, Save me, God, then why did he say, And I will be saved? Since he's the one doing the healing, who is doing the striking? So look what the Zohar writes. All healing in the world is, is, uh, can be attributed to HaKadosh Baruch There are some healings that are sent through an emissary, an agent. And there are some that are not sent through an agent, a messenger. The ones that are sent through the agent, the healing that is sent through the messenger, works. But many times, the ailment returns. The sickness comes back. But the ailments that God Himself heals, that machala, that sickness, does not return ever. That's why the Pasuk says, Heal me, Hashem, so I will be healed completely. That's it, it's done, because it's your healing God. Without any qualifications. So there's two distinct methods of healing mankind. Sometimes he provides a cure by means of a human doctor. And in those situations, the malady is liable to recur. Chas v'shalom. And at other times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself heals the sickness. And in those situations, it's guaranteed that it's not going to come back. Um, to provide a practical explanation, which is probably pertinent to everybody, let's look at the Gemara in Masechet Brachot, the very famous Gemara that says, Im adam If a person sees that he's being subjected to hardships, he's going through very difficult times, tough life, 
uh, nothing's going right for him, he should scrutinize his actions. Uh, if he scrutinized his actions, but he didn't find anything wrong, I really, I, I, I'm such a good Jew. I don't know what's, uh, I don't know why these things are ba- are, are happening to me. Then Torah, he should, um, he could rest assured that the reason is because he was bebatel Torah. He wasn't studying the amount of Torah that he needed to study. If this guy is engaging in Torah all day. And yet he's still suffering. For sure, no question that these hardships emanate from divine love. Yisurin shel ahava, and the Gemara has a whole long sugya about the, the whole concept of um, affliction out of love. So we see, if a person incurs an illness, chas v'shalom, he has to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is punishing him for a transgression. There's something he did wrong in his life there's a reason why he has this cold, why he has a flu, why he, he has a stomach ache or a headache. And therefore, it's advisable for a person to scrutinize his actions. He has to perform complete teshuvah. Let us search and examine our ways, return to Hashem. The problem is, so long as a person is suffering with sickness and afflictions, how can he do proper teshuvah? I'm stuck in bed. I can't think about this now. It's difficult for me. So therefore, what do a hachamim recommend? That the afflicted person commit himself to doing teshuvah and to make amends for all the wrongdoings he did in life as soon as HaKadosh Baruch Hu releases him from his suffering. The moment you feel good and you're healed, that is the time to do complete teshuvah. There's a pasuk in Tehilim that kind of stresses this point. When you look at it with Rashi's commentary, the Pasuk says in Perk Nun, chapter 50, He who offers confession uh, uh, honors me. Rashi says, what does it mean he who honors confession? One who brings me an offering of teshuvah, of repentance, and acknowledges his transgressions, that person honors me. Now Rashi's commentary is a little bit surprising if you think about it. The Pasuk is saying, V'zoveach toda. Zoveach toda is speaking about a person who brings a korban expressing his gratitude. Thanks to Hashem for rescuing him through the hardships and the suffering. In fact, this whole Pasuk is referring a lot to the four types of people that need to express gratitude. Those who journey by sea, those who travel through the desert, someone who was sick and, and was healed, someone who was confined in prison. That being the case, why does Rashi interpret the Pasuk referring to someone who offers teshuvah and acknowledgement of his transgressions? But what we said makes sense. We, a Jew is burdened, when a Jew is burdened by his sins, and as a result, he's suffering, and he's got hardships, and there's punishments, and he's got sick and, and, and malady, He's not in the state of mind capable of performing complete teshuvah. It's impossible. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu has mercy on him. And immediately when this person begins to perform teshuvah, God sends him divine assistance. He removes him from a state of, of suffering on condition that it will be a complete teshuvah as soon as his situation improves. It's like he's receiving a loan until he's capable of repaying it. That's Rashi's message. A person who brings a korban todah to express his gratitude to God 
for extricating him from that state of suffering, he must eventually complete the process of Teshuvah, which he was unable to do so before properly. So we have two types of healing, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides the ill. If the ill person entertains the thoughts of Teshuvah, but yet he's just incapable of completing the process properly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu heals him by means of a human physician, a doctor. Albeit, yes, the cure he's going to receive, it's not absolute. And he's not guaranteed that it will not relapse. But it serves a reminder for this person that he's still obligated to complete the Teshuvah process. Because failure to do so, God forbid, it can return him to a state of, of, uh, of infirmity. Of course, pending the completion of the Teshuvah, that's person number one. Person number two, if however he properly completes the Teshuvah process, once he was healed by the physician, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself completes the healing process for him. And therefore the person is assured that the affliction will not recur. And this explains why with regards to the healing that comes from the doctors, it says, employing the two dots of the pe, indicating that the attribute of din, of strict judgment, is in effect. Therefore, this afflicted person, this sick person, will realize he's not entirely out of the woods. Just because you took an Advil doesn't mean that the headache won't come back. He's still subject to the element of din until he completes the process of complete Teshuvah. Only then will he merit true healing, the types that emanates from God, as implied from the Pasuk, There are no dots in those pays, indicating that it's and they're in effect to provide an absolute cure. So we have a beautiful explanation of this Gemara. The pasuk in, in this week's perasha, he shall surely heal. Like we've said at the beginning of the class. Here, from here, the doctor is given permission to heal. Seeing that a doctor cannot guarantee that the patient's illness will not return, you could think maybe it would be preferable for what? That he not be healed. Maybe it's better that he doesn't heal until he returns to Hashem. Let him perform complete teshuvah. That would be a better scenario. Therefore, the Torah teaches us, no, the physician has been given permission to heal. He enables the individual to perform teshuvah in a state of physical health and well-being. And with a clear mind, he can complete a uh, complete teshuvah, and therefore he will receive a perfect cure emanating from God with the dotless pay. Refaeni Hashem. Interesting though, when you look back at that Gemara that we said, when the pay is dotted, it suggests that there's a concealed point, there's a dot that is existing within the pay. When a person is sick, there is a blemish, there is an unhealthy sore that needs to be addressed, it needs to be corrected. And due to that dot, due to that point, this unhealthy spot that's there, he's, he's subject to deen, he's subject to the attribute of, of strict justice. But when he performs teshuvah and eradicates that stain, that harmful spot, he merits a refuah shelema from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as indicated in the Pasuk, the pay without the dot implies 
Rahamim. He successfully eradicated that spot and therefore he's worthy of healing Hashem. In fact, what does the what does the Gemara say that we call him Asechei Berachot? If a person sees that he's subject to hardships, he should scrutinize his action. What was the word that they used to scrutinize? Yefashpesh. Yefashpesh contains a fe without a dot, and it contains a pe with a dot. Both letters are used in the word, one with the dagesh and one without the dagesh. They're alluding to the fact that a person needs to examine and search for the source of his hardships. What's the reason why I'm suffering? What's the reason why I'm sick and, I, and I'm here in bed and I got the cold and it doesn't want to go away? Is he truly free of guilt? That's, that's the, the, the pay without the dot. I really have nothing wrong with me. In that case, it's Yisurin Shalava. In that case, it's affliction of love. Or is it a pay with a dot? It's a hardships are the pay that have the internal dot. That means the sin is still lingering within him. And he has to do something about it. He has to do teshuvah. And therefore, the Chachamim conclude that if he does a search and, he, and, there, and, and nothing is, he, he can't recollect any sin that he has done, it must be Bebitul Torah. Must be because you didn't spend enough time learning Torah. And if you checked that too and you found nothing, then maybe it's Yisurin Shel Ahava. Interesting. Therefore, we have a person has to constantly search, scrutinize his actions. Maybe that's why. So a beautiful piece here from Likutei Moharan of Nachmami Breslev. Look what he writes on the on the Pasuk Verapo Yerape in this week's Parashah, like we were, we we're talking about. He says, Verapo Yerape Im Shtetevot, the Gematria of Verapo Yerape with the two words, so add two, is the same number as Pidyon Nefesh. Pidyon Nefesh means soul redemption. Ki Aikar HaRefuah, because true healing, Al-Yedeh Pidyon Dafka, is done through redeeming of the soul, Al-Yedeh Shemam Tikin Hadin, because you sweeten the strict judgment. When you scrutinize your actions, when you're, when you're doing Cheshbon HaNefesh, Pidyon HaNefesh, just looking at your soul, what did I do wrong today? How can I better myself? How can I perform Teshuvah? You're sweetening the Deen. You're removing the dot. You're removing the Dagesh that represents Deen to make it, it Rafui. Verapoy Yerapeh. Pidyon Nefesh. Same Gematria. Unbelievable. From the words of Rav Nachman in Breslev. Rabbeinu suggested the difference between healing that comes from a human physician and that that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is simply one has a dot and one doesn't have a dot. Verapoy Yerapeh are hard words with two pez, refaeni Hashem, are soft. Our holy sefarim teach us that a sinner must perform complete teshuvah in order to transform the word pesha, the word iniquity, sin, deliberate sin, into its anagram, the word shefa. Shefa means abundance. It's the same letters, just rearranged. We see an idea to this in the Zohar Kadosh, addressing the famous pasuk, Miel Kamocha Nose Avon Veover Al Pesha. Who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity and overlooks transgressions? And in His infinite mercy, Akadosh Baruch Hu, His kindness, He rearranges the letters of Pesha to form Shefa. The great Mama Mordechai of Mordechai of Kazmir 
utilize this idea to interpret the words of the Pasuk. Uva letzion goel pesha At the time of the Geula, Uva letzion goel, when the Redeemer comes to Tzion, Ulshave pesha. He will return the letters of pesha. He will switch them around to what they were meant to be. Shefa, abundance. Lashiv means to return, like Teshuvah, through the returning of the Pesha to the Shefa. Unbelievable diuk in the, in the Pasuk. It's generally accepted that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sustains all of creation. And you sustain them all. And you sustain them all. This is the concept of Shefa. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sustains all creatures by providing them with abundance of life, abundance of beracha, And then man betrays him. Then man sins. He behaves corruptly. He damages the pipelines uh, that provide him all this bounty and this abundance. And as a result, the Shefa, the beracha, is transformed into Pesha. Transformed into illness and affliction, Shalom. And to remedy this undesirable situation, a person needs to perform complete teshuvah. And that's how he will succeed in causing the letters of Pesha to revert back to Shefa. The difference between the word Pesha and Shefa, if you haven't realized yet, is the pay. The pay. The former word Pesha is the hard peh, is the hard letter in the, indicative of the peh with a dagesh. It's indicative of strict judgment of deen. And the latter shefa is a feh, is a soft peh, indicative of rachamim, mercy. Therefore, regarding the healing delivered by means of a doctor, healing which is not absolute, the peh is emphasized. Verapo peh. And this alludes to the fact that this person has yet to perform Teshuvah Shelema for having ruined the conduit of life represented by the term Shefa. And therefore it's incumbent upon that person to transform the hard Peh of Pesha back to the soft Peh of Shefa. And if he was to succeed in doing so, in performing Teshuvah Shelema, transforming the perverted combination of Pesha back into the desired combination of Shefa, then he will restore the abundance uh, uh, and prosperity of Berachav, life that emanates from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He will merit complete, absolute healing from God represented by the Peh, without a dot. There is a Mishnah in Perkei Avot. Many of us are familiar with it in Perk Dalid. <clears throat> the Mishnah is in the name of Ben Azai. Ben Azai says, Ben Azai encourages a person to pursue a minor mitzvah just as enthusiastically as a more significant mitzvah. And he should also steer away from transgressions at all costs. Why is this so? She mitzvah goreret mitzvah. For one mitzvah leads to the performance of another. And a sin leads to another. 
And he adds by saying that the reward for a mitzvah is a mitzvah. And the consequence of a sin is another sin. Very cryptic Mishnah, although it could be used and taken literally. But many of the Mepharshim interpret this Mishnah based on a concept found in their earlier commentaries. It's an accepted principle that God created His universe in order to benefit His creations. The Arizal talks about this. When it became His will to create the world, He did it. His desire was to benefit His creations. So what, what does this mean? It turns out that when Am Yisrael, when the Jewish people fulfill Hashem's mitzvot and are rewarded by God for doing so, they're pleasing Him. They do so by satisfying His desire to benefit them. That's exactly what I want. I want to benefit you. And, and I can do that when you perform the mitzvot. When they violate the mitzvot, not only do they prevent HaKadosh Baruch Hu from benefiting them, but they also cause him, Hasri Shalom, to punish them uh, for, for their sins. And the damage is compounded by the pain and torment that they cause Akadosh Baruch Hu, forcing him to punish his children. In all of their suffering, Lotzar, Akadosh Baruch Hu suffers himself when he sees his people sinning. That's the message that's conveyed here by Ben Azai. You should run to perform a minor mitzvah like you were to perform a significant mitzvah. And you should run away from an avera because one mitzvah leads to another and one avera leads to another. In other words, every mitzvah is intimately associated with another mitzvah. By performing the first one, that person is rewarded by God. The reward itself is considered a mitzvah. Why? Because it gratifies God to do something good for this person. That's the reason he created the world. And conversely, every avera is intimately associated with another avera. Why? As a consequence of the avera, HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes the person. And therefore it agonizes him. It causes him pain and suffering to do that. So the punishment itself is considered an avera. And therefore, when a person sins, he damages that conduit of life. That combination of shefa is transformed into pesha, God forbid. And that person then becomes ill, becomes afflicted. He suffers mental pain, physical pain, emotional pain. Everything's happening around him, he doesn't know why. But seeing, seeing as the consequence of an avera is another avera, because the punishment is also an avera, it turns out that this person is responsible for two peshas. This person is responsible for, for two iniquities. Your first sin and then the fact that God had to punish you, which is the second sin. And that's alluded to by God in this week's parasha when he says that the, that the delivery of healing that has to take place from a doctor is verapo yerape twice. Two expressions. Two dotted pez with two dagesh Two attributes of deen, strict justice. The message that's conveyed to the afflicted person is that it's still incumbent upon him to change, to make amends for that damage that he caused, the two times pesha. And on the other hand, 
consider what happens when the afflicted person understands the message. He absorbs the message. After being healed by the doctor, he has a sense to perform teshuvah be'ahava, teshuvah shelema. This form of teshuvah transforms the pesha, transforms the willful transgressions into deeds filled with merit. Now, instead of two times pesha, he is credited with two times shefa, two times abundance, two pays without dots. And now he merits an absolute healing directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Two pays without dots, refaeni Hashem And as a result, the combination of shefa is restored, affording him a new lease on life without any blemish or affliction. I end the class tonight quoting for you a Ramban, that one of the more famous Rambans in the entire Torah. I'm not going to sugarcoat this Ramban. I'm going to read it to you directly. I have a very good translation here. And I just want you to think while I read this to you what it means or, or how to perceive the concept of healing and doctors and what it means to you and again, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to twist my words or the Ramban's words that we should not seek doctors. That's not the point. Our Torah clearly tells us we have to seek doctors, of course, with the intent to perform complete teshuvah. But I want you to focus on what the Ramban says. He writes, The rule is that when the Jewish people are in a state of spiritual perfection, neither their physical bodies nor their country nor any of their other affairs are governed by nature at all. You have to be spiritually perfect. This applies to the nation as a whole and to each individual Jew. For God will bless their bread and their water and remove illness from their midst. The whole concept of Shefa, like we spoke about. They will have no need of doctors, nor will they have to follow medical procedures, even as precautionary measures. For I am Hashem, your healer. In the era of prophecy, the tzaddikim acted accordingly. Even if they happened to sin and became sick, they consulted not doctors, but prophets, as did King Chizkiyahu when he was sick. What place do doctors have in the house of those who carry out the will of God? After he promised he will bless their bread and their water and remove illness from their midst, the only function of the medical profession should be to give nutritional advice. What to eat and drink and what to avoid. Thus the rabbi said, for the entire 22 years of Rabbah's leadership, Gemara, Rav Yosef did not even call a blood letter to his house. They went by the principle that, quote, a door that does not open to charity will open to the doctor, meaning you want to know how to end up in the doctor? When you don't do chesed, when you don't do gemilut chasadim, and you're not a good person. It is true that the rabbi said, because it is not the way of human beings to bring about a cure, but this is the practice. But this merely means that had they not been in the habit of resorting to medicine, a person who became sick because of his sin could have been healed through the will of God alone. However, since they resorted to medicines, God abandoned them to the changes of nature. As for the rabbinic comment on the Pasuk, in this week's parasha, from here we learn that the physician has been given sanction to heal. 
They did not say that license has been given to the sick to resort to medicine. What they meant is that if a doctor is approached by a patient who was in the habit of resorting to medicine and was not part of the community of God whose share is life, the doctor should not refrain from treating him, not from fear that the patient might die under his hand, seeing as the doctor is expert in his craft, nor on the grounds that God alone is the healer of all flesh, because this patient is already in the habit of resorting to medicine. It is true that if two people fight and one hits the other with a stone or his fist, the Torah lays down that the attacker must pay the medical expenses of the injured party. But this is because Torah law does not rely on miracles. For God knew that the needy will not cease to cease from the midst of the earth. But when a person finds ways, for when a person's ways find favor in God's eyes, he has no business with doctors. That concludes the Ramban. It's a tremendous idea. It's a powerful idea. And it's really up to us. It's really on how we uh, perceive our lives and the things that happen around us, the difficulties that we face, the, the obstacles that we have to overcome. And we, there's no question, it's form of suffering, it's pain and agony. But that's because we need to do something. We're not in that spiritual state of perfection that the Ramban spoke about. If we were, then God just heals it automatically and doesn't come back. We keep on getting recurring headaches and recurring back pains and recurring leg pains and, and stomach aches and this and first waves and second waves and third waves. Why so many waves? Just get rid of it. What's the need of all the waves? You know, the waves is because human physicians don't have the ability to abolish it completely. That's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And God will do it when we perform Teshuvah. When we are Mefafshpesh Bema'asav when we realize which pay is it when we try to figure out and discern, is it, is it a, a hard pay that is causing this sickness? Or, or is it a soft pay and I'm ready to do the complete teshuvah? And if it is, if it is, then God will send that refuah. And it will be a complete refuah and will not return. Bizrat Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should remove all machala from the earth. He should bring healing to everybody, all the people that need it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should send refuah shalema to the people that are suffering now and going through difficult times, and Bezat Hashem through that, will be Zocheh, to only good, good things, where all the Pesha is transformed into Pesha, uh, all the Pesha is transformed into Shefa, I'm sorry, Bezat Hashem, we shall be Zocheh to only Shefa, much, much of it, have a wonderful night, Shabbat Shalom, and Chodesh Tov.